without a doubt, panic, anxiety, certainly a lot of stress. Who is stressed? Who has that anxiety? What are they in a panic about? Before we all raise our hands and say, hey, that's me. According to Timothy Duffy, Connection Senior Lifecycle Services IT Business Development Manager, it's internal hiring managers looking to fill IT positions. The challenges, the bright spots, and how Tim and his team help, that's the focus of this Tech Experience Solutions Podcast. Folks, James Hilliard back with you all, and as you heard and will hear more, Tim Duffy on board, Senior Lifecycle Services IT Business Development Manager, also in conversation with us. Patrick Jaconan is with us, Staffing Business Development Manager. And to kick off this chat about IT staffing, some trivia. So guys, how many IT jobs are open this moment in the United States? Patrick, I'll have you start. Over 200,000 open IT positions. Tim, is that the same number that you're seeing? I'll confirm. I did a search before I got on with you guys. I went to Indeed. I went to Monster. Monster, infinite scroll. I could not get to the bottom of IT jobs. In the limited search area, I'm in the San Francisco Bay Area, but I limited it down uh, to my East Bay Area and stuff like that. I was over 900 of those jobs just in this general uh, small community of of the East Bay here. Um, There's a lot of available work out there. Patrick, who's got the power right now in the IT workspace, the uh, those seeking employment or the employers? How do you see that dynamic? Those seeking employment, is, it is currently a candidate's market. What is the power, Tim, they have? Is it over flexibility of hours they want to work? Is it flexibility over wages? Is it flexibility over what? Where? What, what power do those seeking employment own right now? Demand salary, the ability to work in their typically their current roles remotely, as opposed to being on site. And that is one of the biggest challenges we face right now in IT. I stick with you, Tim, the uh, amount of time that you focused on the staffing industry, just how long you've been working in this space has been how many years? 35. It's a lot of time, 35 years. Does this time frame that we sit in, in terms of IT staffing, remind you of other times in your career, or are we in any type of unprecedented time? As far as the candidate-driven market right now, I have not seen it like this in my career. I will say that if we were to flip it the other way around, uh, pretty close to the dot-com days, where it was just uh, bust and boom and explode. And uh, the demand was so high, um, but I haven't seen it this type of demand with all the dynamics we discussed that come with it. Patrick, do you have a crystal ball? Uh, you know, Tim just gave his perspective of 35 year career, your crystal ball into the coming years. Do you anticipate this dynamic of the those that are seeking employment the demand, them having a lot of the power, is that going to continue for six months? Is it a year? Do you think it's a, we're in a three to five year trend there? What, what's your best projection? Obviously, we do not know the future, but what would you guess? 
I think this will continue, uh, you know, unfortunately, within the next for the next five to ten years. Why? Because what we've realized with COVID is the world shifted to a virtual world. So now there's an emphasis on technology. So businesses before could have the choice of doing the similar type of, you know, mom and pops type of businesses and not having that virtual virtual presence or online presence per se. But now we are seeing that at least I would probably say over 70% of businesses is being conducted online. So with that said is a lot of companies are gonna have to increase their technology capabilities moving forward. And that will require IT talent. And, and it, it goes to that demand, right? Because now all of a sudden those smaller places can't just have kind of a smart guy that knows a little bit about a computer or two that they can help out around, you know, the, the physical building. It's we do need experts. And so now you've got the largest of enterprises, the small, medium sized business out there. Finally. I'll admit to it that our federal government, our state governments, they're getting on to the old technology trend and realizing they need to update their DMVs and unemployment and all that type of stuff. So yes, all right. So we've established there's a, a ton of demand out there. That leads us into a couple of the areas we want to talk about today. A, a little more, we'll continue here on some of the kind of trends and challenges out there for folks. We do want to really introduce a lot of you that are listening into the IT staffing services at Connection, get you an idea of kind of what that is, a little bit of process. Uh, we're going to go high level. The encouragement is that you reach out and you talk later on with us and see you know what might be available for us to be helping all of you. And we'll talk about some of those differentiators that uh, Tim and Patrick and team bring out there. So, so that's really kind of what we want to focus on. Let's go back here, Tim, continuing a little bit on these trends and challenges. Can you describe to me more so kind of the emotional state um, of when someone is approaching you, Tim, and you're getting involved in some staffing conversations. This is now from the employer side. Is there enthusiasm that there are a lot of candidates out there and I can find what I need? Is there a scarcity worrisome that I won't get what I need at this moment or timely enough? Or if I do get a qualified candidate... I might not be able to afford them or what is the feel of those that are trying to hire without a doubt panic uh anxiety uh certainly a lot of stress both on the internal hiring managers and their stress that it when they do not have the expertise or the it talent they need it causes stress right down to their team so this fear of finding the right fit as you mentioned and the right talent but it's also the fear of retention and how do I keep my people where they're overworked, um, maybe technically challenged above what their skill set or what they were hired for, and how do I make that those two dynamics work and match? And that's causing tremendous stress and anxiety out there. Let's talk a little bit more about just the retaining of the staff that they do have right now is a concern, Patrick. Uh, great resignation is definitely a term out there. There's also, though, it, it, it's a resignation, but it's a more of a migration because the numbers are 
decent. I'm no economist, but there is employment out there. Those unemployment numbers have gone down, especially in the, the technical fields, as I'm talking about. Um, so if, if you want to be employed in IT, pretty much my assumption and from what I read and see, you can if you've got you know the the skills and the qualifications to back it up but that that retention type story patrick what is uh one of the big concerns that you hear on that front from again employers yeah absolutely that's one of the things that employers are not just worried about attracting talent but also retaining them and that has to do with again the great resignation per se but i think there's also a big shift in the mentality of IT workers where now they get to prioritize their career goals, but also personal goals, not just looking at, okay, this is what I'm doing from a professional standpoint, but is that aligned to with my personal goals? And now, like we say, the power is within the candidates, within uh, the, 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 the talent out there. So they can now figure out if whatever they are doing adds value to an organization. And if not, then they start looking around. I want to get a tip from each one of you, Patrick, starting with you. And it's around, what do you do when someone comes to your team? And they are a little bit using Tim's word in a panic about what they need to do in terms of hiring and everything. What does Patrick do? to get them to calm down a bit so you can have a good productive conversation process forward? That's a great question. <laughs> I think the first thing that I look at is from the customer standpoint, right? Trying to understand what this need is, what do they actually need this person? Like before we start panicking, like what's the real reason why we actually need this person? And once you get down to understanding the exact need and what this person or this person would be doing, then we can create a solution or a plan to attracting this exact talent that they are looking for, right? And my goal is to make sure that a customer understands not just from a technical standpoint, but what the art, the what the market looks like in order to help them find the right person to hire and i've you know and i've written a lot of blogs and stuff like that on steps that can be taken from organizations on how to attract talent without sacrificing their interview process uh you know uh, uh, the pay expectation and stuff like that tim what's something you do to to limit the panic i think it's first and foremost understanding what the panic and what is causing the panic it could be somebody just gave their notice. It could be that my technology is outdated and I have folks, quote unquote, the great, great resignation. I can't find the talent now because my environment, possibly my uh, infrastructure is outdated. How do I attract somebody to that? I have people leaving that because technologists and IT, uh, the, all the really good ones want to work on the latest and greatest. Um, and if they don't have it or not offering it, then they're going to lose a couple of different ways, both on the retracting attraction side and the retain, uh, retention side. So that is uh, really understanding what, what the need is, what created the position, whether it's net new, uh, whether it's a, uh, backfilling someone leaving, um, 
you know, and really calm them down as far as our process, understanding their plan, uh, what they've tried to do so far. Uh, maybe they have been looking for months. Um, the typical IT position where the company tries to fill it on their own takes anywhere typically from six to eight months. Uh, so there's a time stamp to their, you know, where they are in that process by the time they wind up speaking to me. So I want to understand what they've gone through, what the panic is, and how can we alleviate that through a specific targeted recruiting plan. I'd like to ask you guys, as we kind of transition, I want to learn a little bit more and, and share with everyone that's listening kind of what the connection IT uh, staffing service is all about and, and, and what's available. Can you give me, Tim, from what you just said, you try and understand where have they gone? What process have they gone through before they land right in your inbox on the phone with you? Is there something that hiring managers, hiring teams, HR is still doing now in the hiring process that's just not effective? Like maybe something they should just cut out in those early days, weeks, months and like skip forward to, hey, this is modern and what's happening now? Well, I think it's finding uh, and working with a partner that, uh, that you trust. I think trust is a big part of it. Uh, what we see a lot is companies putting postings out on all the boards. Um, what they wind up getting is a residual um, almost after effect as far as they, I continually had, I, I find underqualified candidates. I find un, overqualified candidates. Uh, we always say that uh, most, without insulting anyone, most of, our, most, of, most of all the good ones are working. So they're typically not on the boards. Um, you're getting a lot of um, agencies, a lot of um, supporting or, or um, sponsorship companies approaching them. So it becomes just a time cycle that takes up so long and so much time for an HR person who's not qualified most of the time to qualify IT folks. And that IT manager or directing or hiring manager just does not have the time to go through the influx of unqualified candidates to try to get to one that is. And that's something, Patrick, that as I'm listening here, it sounds like there can be, and especially in more technical hiring, can be a major disconnect. Because if a hiring is going through a general HR department, uh, let's just take a, I don't know, maybe an architectural firm. I'm just I'm making this up on the fly. And if, if my example sucks, Patrick, give us another example. But I, I can imagine an architectural firm, let's call it a you know nationwide firm. They're going to have um, content people. They're going to have uh, sales people that are selling the architectural firm's uh, you know services. They're going to have the architects themselves. Uh, they're going to have support staff. They're going to have finance. It's going to do contracts, all these things things, all maybe through one or two HR people, how does that HR person really get aligned with the IT department to know exactly not only what certifications, but uh, an, upon initial conversation, would this maybe be the right fit, you know, in terms of mentality? Is this person going to be lively and gregarious and fit into the organization? Or do, does our architectural firm, are we a little more buttoned up? So we need a little more conservative type person. Um, you know, is there that major disconnect when people go out and just put jobs available on all the boards absolutely i think i think one of the biggest disconnect disconnection there is the fact that hr hr is overworked 
right? Especially <laughs> within the last two years and a great uh, res resignation, we've seen that there's so much going on with HR. They are responsible for attracting, retaining talent, taking care of payroll, depending on the size of the company. They might be the only HR person there, right? So they have so, so much on their plate. And now you are acting, you are asking them to go ahead and find IT talent, right? Which is a different, you know, type of recruiting with the IT market, like Tim mentioned, 98% of IT workers are working. Over the last five years, I believe the unemployment rate for IT was less than 2%. So people are not out there looking on, you know, on, on Indeed or LinkedIn for new jobs. So there is a different approach that should be taken when it comes to technical recruiting. But also having the knowledge on identifying or looking at a resume, a technical resume, and seeing if this person will be a fit for the for the position and for for the company as well. And that's where there there's there's a disconnect. And I feel like HR and, and IT leaders don't always work together to create a job description specifically to this position. To get the exact qualified individuals, not those overqualified, Tim, not the underqualified, but the ones that we want. So what I'm hearing is the old model is not truly fit for now to dump 100 resumes in let hr sift through a couple pull them in and do that that's not what is wanted um what is wanted is let's get those three to five qualified individuals and have those and spend the time sifting through those three to five people and really drill down and see if from that group we can find some and and tim that's what your team does so talk a little bit about ultimately your goals of providing and how do you get to giving those couple of qualified instead of a hundred or plus resume dump to a team yep and uh as afa mentioned the the panic and stress and anxiety that typically comes when we speak with a customer or a hiring manager uh they get to that point and one of our calming points and i think one of our differentiators certainly is that we spend the time to understand what is it most important to them. There's always a job description or most have one. They kind of know what they need or want, uh, but to how do I articulate that as far as the exact needs, the exact requirements, the years of experience, and also the other things that are behind the drape. A lot of times retention is the environment. What's the culture? Uh, what's my career opportunity? What's my career growth, uh, growth path? If I'm a system admin what is my chance to become a senior ad administrator up to an architect and a project manager possibly um, a lot of those aren't defined in the it department because they're just so busy trying to hire and retain and that's taking up what i hear from hiring managers 60 to 70 percent of my time to actually make an impact with my company so i think that understanding their needs uh, exactly what they want and that we only focus on it and that's the recruitment part of our process is to really understand that so we can go to our candidates and our network and find you not who's available not a fit but who are the two or three best fits that you can ultimately find the exact perfect great fit for you in your environment and on process it sounds like then if someone engages with our it staffing services y'all aren't then just running out and putting things on indeed and linkedin and stuff like that you're you're fishing from a pool of candidates patrick my question is 
where is that pool? And if it's secret sauce, we're not going to tell exactly the the, the the step-by-step directions to said pool. We want to keep that pool nice and fresh. But w- where are those candidates? Where do you look for? And, and what type of network of candidates does Connection have access to? That's a great question. Um, you know, as, as an IT, as a full-service IT company, we have over 40 years of experience. So we've worked on multiple projects, IT projects, both internally and externally, and have built a network of talent, right? And as Tim mentioned, this is why it is very important to us that we spend time with the customer on the phone to understand exactly what they are looking for, all the benefits that comes with the position, the career growth, the career opportunity that we can leverage and then talk to our network of talent, people that we've worked with in the past that we've placed or I've worked for uh, for connection as you know our connection badge and i've worked for awesome project i was like i was listening to your podcast with uh, the team at the tdic uh, not long ago and they were talking about some of the skill set that are coming across right everything that connection is able to offer the customer as services we are one team and i and and that's what that's what that's where our network of talent comes from from projects, whether it's from the TDIC, whether it's professional services, the cloud implementation, we have that network of talent. So whether it's a referral that we get or someone that we work with, we can leverage that to help the customer find the right person hire. Tim, how do you continue to nurture that pool of talent? What are ways that you stay engaged with them, that you're staying up on on trends, that they're aware of what is needed in the marketplace? What are some of the things you do? We, I think a couple of things that we do, we're always uh, passively and aggressively interviewing and pre-screening candidates, right? Um, so the market demands, uh, you don't wanna be recruiting for the position after you get the requirements from the customer. You wanna have kind of a pre-screened database or connection or network that you can go to all the time. So our team is dedicated to continuously interviewing those candidates that might be passively looking, actively looking. Uh, We recruit to our customers' needs around, like you mentioned, trends. Uh, But just importantly, the environment of companies. We're in the small, medium business sector. So we recruit to those that want to work in that type of environment. If they want to work in an enterprise, larger environment, just be a database administrator, they may not be the best fit for our customers. So we're always using that portfolio of the environment, the culture, the size, and trends that we see where a network administrator enterprise might be much different than a network administrator in a small, medium business where you're also doing some support. You might have exposure to more infrastructure that you would just as a network administrator somewhere else. So that's the proactive activity that we do 24-7. All right, I'm going to throw a scenario at you that I'm, I'm working through right now. I was just reading something earlier today about how uh, laptop sales uh, in the past year are, uh, you know, beat records. I think the last record, I'll get it wrong. Someone can correct me uh, out there and send an email in. But I think it was like 08 or 09 uh, was like the record, you know, sales for laptops. And then this past year surpassed that. 
what that means that I understand is that there may be teams out there, small, medium-sized businesses, maybe they get 200 new laptops. So they need someone to run point on getting all of those deployed. So maybe it's not a full-time job, but they don't have an IT person that can do that on staff. So one, can we work on that temporary type front and, and find those people for those projects? And two, if Tim, I came to you right now and say, Tim, this is my project. Can I assume from what you just talked about, about that active recruiting and staying pre-screening and all that, do you already have one or two people you might be thinking that you'd be reaching out to, to help me today? If that's what I came to you and said, I need help getting these 200 laptops out there and taken care of. I would say, and more often than not, typically, yes. Um, just the fact that it's top of the head, uh, our network, maybe those that we just recently interviewed, um, we have customers come to us and in, in another part of their needs for contingency staff or part-time is contract work. There are those who are contractors that want to be contractors. They want to go from environment to environment, company to company, where they work on a three to six month project, get to work on the latest and greatest, do a laptop imaging project, work in a great environment, and then go on to the next quote unquote project or contract. That's their career path. That's what they've chosen to do. So a resume that shows dates, maybe three, six months at a time, six, 12 months at a time, used to be a negative connection, right? Used to be a concern that this person is a puddle jumper, right? They do, they, why are they always jumping around? Well, today that's somewhat normal because there are contractors, there are contract needs. And we also interview those folks that wanna be a contractor. Then there's that level of those that are consultants. I am a specific technical expert. I bring that expertise to augment a, t a company's project. Maybe they need a gap filled. Maybe they're moving to a new, uh, to the cloud. And we need that cloud expertise that I just have internally. I don't need to hire somebody full time for that, but I need somebody for the next six months. So those all play a huge factor in our customer needs and demands and pain points, like you said, but also how we recruit because proactively we need to have a little bit of everything within that bandwidth because those are the customer's requests and that's where their pain points are. Patrick, I'm a big baseball fan. Part of what this sounds like as well is that you've got kind of this, this roster, those, those guys you can call up if you need a left-handed pitcher because someone went down, hey, you can you know, reach out to the, that, that, that other team, your farm team, et cetera, and really have people on the ready to come in. And to that point, if, if that analogy is, is somewhat resonating with you, do you find that after you've engaged with a team, and been able to place uh, someone for employment, whether short-term, like we just talked, these projects, or maybe it is a, a full-time employment. Do you get those type of HR teams constantly coming back to you and saying, hey, need another one. Hey, someone else just jumped ship, need another one. W what's that look like today, Patrick? Absolutely. Uh, I would probably say 70% of our business is repeated business, repeated customers. So customers that we work with on a regular basis, we just, you know, end up <laughs> doing a uh, staffing an entire IT team from one of our customers over the since January. We've been working on that. You know, they kept hiring from us and coming back to us. So um, it is it, it is similar to the baseball analogy you were using. Um, and we are seeing a lot of companies, HR, IT leaders coming back because of the service and experience that we've provided 
and then come back and like, well, you know our environment, you know typically what we look for, and we need another quote unquote, you know, Mark or John, um, et cetera. So uh, it is very beautiful to see that. And again, it's building that relationship, building that trust and knowing that then they can rely on us and leverage our IT knowledge to find the right person to hire. Believe it or not, Patrick, there are other people out there that do similar work for uh, like you do for clients and customers. There are other recruiters. There are other staffing services. So why you? Why our team? Why Tim? Why everyone that works? Why connection outside? You already mentioned the one that, hey, just focus on IT. And obviously that's what we're talking about, IT staffing here. But why us? Why you? This is a great question. And again, I might be a little biased here, but I love what I do, right? I love what I do. Just being in IT, being in, you know, in the staffing industry, right? I am a, you know, quote unquote, uh, people oriented person, but also technology enthusiast. And I think that's what you get with Connection. Connection is a full IT service company. So we only focus on IT. I'm not trying to do anything else when it comes to staffing. So in terms of IT staffing, marketing analysis, we help customers put together job description. We work with HR and IT leaders trying to trying to provide information to help them hire and retain the you know the right IT talent. And we I keep saying the right IT talent, not just qualified. We take the time to understand that their environment. There's so much things that we do on the front end so that we can reduce the time and effort our customers take within their hiring process. And that's very critical. So we become, we always call that, we're not just a trusted partner, we become an extension of the HR teams. And that's what I love about what I do is the fact that they get someone, they get a team who is engraved within their own organization. And we don't recruit based on a job description. We take the time to understand the need, the reason why this position is open, the exact day-to-day uh, responsibility, responsibilities of this individual, and then we create a tailored, a specific tailored recruiting solution for the customer to find the right person to hire. And we can talk about all, all of our, you know, everything that we offer, but again, this is what we are. That's all we do. We only do IT. And that's the beauty of it. And I'm going to give folks the opportunity here shortly to, to reach out, get some information so they can engage with you all. Tim, though, final thing I want to bring up, and it was what Patrick just said, kind of partnering with uh, HR teams out there and hiring teams out there. Here at Connection, uh, there's a, a marketing campaign. I'm hoping some of our folks are listening have heard it. And it, it's basically the gist is that, uh, you know, Connection uh, can be your, your IT team's IT team. Well, it sounds like you all on the IT staffing side have that same mentality here that you're an extension of. You're not just a service that is hired one and done and move on to the next one, but you really do on that personal front try and engage and be that that ongoing partner for teams to hire not only now when you know there's a lot of demand and all that to where there might be other times again 35 years that you focused on this industry you know that there are ebbs and flows and you're going to be ready for the next one just talk briefly about that and then i do want to give that contact great great question i think that um going back to patrick's part is you know 
we're in this for the long haul with our customers. We as a company in connection uh, this week are celebrating 40 years in, of being in business, right? Um, we're one of many things that we do at Connection. So our goal, I think more than anything that separates our job and what Patrick and I do, certainly and why we love it so much, is that you know, we, we can provide a full solution for the customer. It might be just staffing, but you know what? When we hear a project, we refer our professional services team. We refer our, uh, they might need more laptops. They're doing an imaging upgrade. Uh, so we can provide all of that service into a bundle and provide that as far as what our account managers and the relationships that they have with our customers. Sometimes the first lead to them with these customers is that we're IT staffing. Well, we're also an integrator. We're also a professional services organization. So we can help expand our portfolio with our customers as well and bring it the other way around where, wow, I didn't know you did all these things and you also do IT staffing. This is terrific. Let's explore because I have some um, I have some hiring needs either now or coming up. Uh, so we do a lot of those proactive conversations as well before they have a need, uh, before they have a hiring need to alleviate a lot of that stress and anxiety. So I think uh, certainly what we do as a value uh, as a value added service for our customers is something that uh, you know, most IT staffing companies cannot do. Hey guys, Tim, uh, with that, we are going to wrap it up. Do appreciate the insights and folks hope you got some things to think about. We want you to stay in touch with your account management team and sales executives regarding any needs you have around IT staffing and projects. We also encourage you to visit connection.com under the services topic tree, manage services and then staff augmentation services for IT. That's where you can get more information in terms of our tech experience solutions podcast. Please subscribe, like, and share. I'm James Hilliard on behalf of our entire team. Please continue to be safe, be well, and we do look forward to talking to you all down the road.